well, we're going to bring you the first scoreboard show of the year. And man, is it going to be exciting. It was a, just an awesome night of great action. And we're going to bring you all the information about it. But we want to thank our sponsors that bring you this program. And we have a brand new one. And that's Iowa Tire in Fairfield, Iowa. They've come on and sponsored the uh, Van Buren Warriors, the Pekin Panthers, and the Fairfield Trojans tonight. Well, uh, also, I want to mention the, uh, all the other great ones that have been with us. Uh, Kyoto Transmission and Repair, Repair, Flint Cliffs Manufacturing of Burlington, Wester Drug and, of Wilton and Muscatine, Jim Fagan, your neighbor's insurance agent, Home Plate Sports Cards, of Oskaloosa, Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, B&B Propane, uh, Richardson's Tech Solutions of Richland, Iowa, Farmers Co-op and Vision Ag of Kyoto, and the Packwood Locker, uh, soon to be Richland Meats and Groceries, or uh, soon to be Grinders Meats and Groceries of Richland, Iowa. Thanks so much, guys, for helping us, and you guys are going to really enjoy this program. We got... Uh, Mike Hassel, he's with the Wilton Beavers. They're sponsored by the uh, Western Drug of Wilton and Muscatine. They played uh, Mid Prairie, who's sponsored by Jen Fagan, your neighbor's insurance agent, and uh, uh, and uh, Kyoto Transmission and Repair. Uh, um, you were there. You're keeping stats. Uh, sounds like Mid Prairie got a good win to start this. Or I mean, uh, uh, Wilton got a good win over Mid Prairie to start the season. Yeah, we did. Uh, it was a hard-hitting game from beginning to end. Yeah, uh, uh, a mid prairie is probably pretty uh, – always be tough to get any kind of yardage or, or points on the board against, aren't they? Yeah, it was a grind the entire game. Um, Owen, Owen Hassel, the running back for Wilton, had 123 yards. I'm not sure how many carries he had. It was a lot. Uh, and Drew Keith, the quarterback, had 130 yards on the ground. Owen also had added two touchdowns to that. So uh, there was a couple interceptions on both sides. Mid Prairie looked good. Wilton looked, Wilton looked a little better, uh, but it was a hard fought game to the end. Well, how the, def the defense got pitched a shutout? What was the key to their success? Uh, just limiting big plays pretty much. Uh, Mid Prairie's really elusive. They were, we had a tough time tackling. Um, but in the end, we just limited plays and stopped them on fourth down on several occasions. So it was a hard-fought win. Well, uh, pretty the way to get up. How about the, the – there was a little rain. It seemed like it kind of cooled down. Was uh, uh, there much humidity or not? It was a ton of humidity. There was nothing cool about it. We were sweating just keeping stats, man. It oh. was brutal. Yeah. Did you, uh, uh, did you see how the JV did? Uh, the JV lost uh, – I had twenty-eight to six or some something of that nature. Okay, well, uh, pretty pretty exciting uh, way to get off the season. Uh, uh, what what happened with the mid uh offense? Did they get any drives? Did they come close to scoring? Uh, uh, they just uh, they had got, some tough luck got, in the in the red zone, or what? They got down with inside the, the forty and maybe the thirty a couple times, but Wilton Wilton just hammered up and you know a couple of key interceptions at the right times prevented prevented you know getting in the red zone and then our defense just stood them up on fourth down how about that uh, the defensive line and the linebackers how were they performing oh man they were outstanding outstanding uh i i think that uh 
Mid Prairie's running back had had quite a few yards. I'm not sure how many he had, but he had quite a few yards. So, well, what uh, what, like what do I you said, think? On key fourth downs, we stopped them when it counted. So, so yeah. Well, that's good. That's a good time to play good. Uh, big win, big win for Wilton over two A team. So we're pretty proud of that. Yeah, the, well, uh, and a really good one too. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. You, you guys got a lot of expectations on to you. I, I think West Branch got lit up tonight. Yeah, Williamsburg smoked them. I think's what I heard. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Scotty Melvin may have been right when he said that they were going to take quite a step back, and yeah. and Wilton was going to take quite a step up. Well, uh, um, it sounds like. Uh, well, be, before I let you go, uh, what what do you what like? How how what do you think of uh, like Mid Prairie's defense? Were they pretty solid or? They, they were they were solid. I mean, we, we you know we we had like 250 yards on the ground against them, but uh, it was hard. It, every yard was hard fought and earned. Was there any 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 passing game in this game from either side or? Oh, uh, not not. Mid Prairie had a few passes. Uh, they were really elusive to get down for some reason. Um, uh, Wilton had a few passes, not nothing to brag home about, but uh, it was like I said, it was. It was a hard hitting game the whole game. We got sighted and uh, we got all this heat. And, and anybody have any trouble with that heat? Any of the players? Yeah, there was a lot of cramping up from the third quarter on. Yeah, I bet there was. All right. Well, is there anything else you want to say about the game before I let you go? No, no. Well, this is Mike uh, Hassel with the Beaver Report. Uh, gets me, feeds my Beaver fever addiction. Well, <laughs> thanks for being with us, Mike. Thank you, Dave. Thanks for covering us. Well, we got Andy McGuire. He's going to talk about one of our most sponsored teams, the Sigurd and Kyoto uh, Cobras. Uh, I want to mention the sponsors real quick. Uh, Kyoto Transmission and Repair. Uh, Jen Fagan, your neighbor's insurance agent. Home Plate Sports Cards of Oskaloosa. Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa. Richardson's Tech Solutions of Richland, Iowa, Farmers Co-op and Vision Ag of Kyoto, and the Packwood Locker of Packwood, Iowa, soon to be Griner Meats and Groceries of Richland, Iowa. Wow, we got a lot of support for uh, SK this year, didn't we? Yes, we did. That's a great thing. Yeah, and it's going to help us. We're going to Andy and I are going to be doing the JV games. I guess we could start out with that. How the JV uh, uh, game? Well. We're playing. You played Prairie City Monroe on the road. Uh, started out with the curtain raiser. Uh, um, it looked like that that part went pretty good. Yeah, it did. The Sigourney uh, Kyoto Cobras came out hot and uh, took care of business and got the win, thirty-two to nothing tonight. Thirty-two to nothing. Wow. Uh, tell me a little bit about that game. Who was scoring all those points and uh, uh, who was really knocking things down on the defense? Yeah, you know, I think it was a really balanced attack on the offensive side. Uh, freshman that you're going to hear a lot about, Ike Molnix, was really carrying the ball well tonight. Uh, Jacob Leib at the spin back position did an excellent job as well. Um, we had a couple of other contributors tonight. You know, Aiden Galindo got in there and we carried the ball well. Uh, I know I'm going to forget some others. Um, John Berg, uh, as a receiver, caught a handful of really awesome passes. Um, I think Ford Cade got in and ran the ball some. Chase Hayfley. Caught a nice ball uh, from Braden Wood from the spin back position. So, really, a team effort tonight offensively. And then defensively, 
I think the uh, defensive line did a phenomenal job tonight on really what was a team effort on a lot of rotation coming in there. Uh, one guy that I noticed tonight that you don't hear a lot about was Jake Morris. Jake Morris did an excellent job off of that defensive line. So uh, really fun curtain raiser to watch. And I'm excited to see what this young group has to do and call the games with you. Well, uh, uh, Singer and Akuda had a, 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 a lot on their plate tonight with, uh, I believe, the number nine ranked team in the uh, 2A. Yeah, yeah, that's right. PCM, the Mustangs, come in ranked number nine, and I think Sierra Kyoto ended up at number four. And uh, that this game lived up to that tale. You know, this felt like more of like a first or maybe even a second-round playoff game, the way these two teams were absolutely going at each other. I mean, it was an absolute street fight out there tonight, just knockdown, drag-out brawl. And, uh, uh, you know, a quality PCM team that returned a lot of uh, of key positions, especially on the offense and defensive line. Um, you know, we're probably the more physical team. You don't hear that a lot against SK, but uh, once uh, PCM settled in and got things going, they were they were a lot to handle. Yeah, well, it took a while to get going. Uh, where, on the other hand, uh, SK got off. They got right after it, uh, right from the get, right from the jump, didn't they? Yeah, they did. You know, SK was ready to play. They came out and uh, was able to move the ball on them. Uh, we're lining up to score one, and unfortunately uh, let, 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 let the ball go on a fumble. However, in the next series, uh, SK came out on defense and ended up getting a safety to start the game two to nothing, which was uh, pretty interesting. And then with a short kick, SK was able to come back and, and do some more damage and uh, took a lead into half. I think it was 15 to six at the half. And... Uh, you know, uh, PCM made some adjustments and came out. And like I said, they were just more physical team in the second half. What about the heat? Do you think uh, – uh, I talked to uh, Mike Castle, who was there at Mid-Prairie watching Wilton play, and uh, he said he was just sweating up in the booth uh, doing the stats. I mean, he just said there was a lot of humidity and it was uh, – uh, do you think that had a little – do you think they wore down a little bit because of the heat? Oh, you know, I, I, it wasn't nearly as bad as was I, ex I was expecting, you know, but I, that comes off of two days where you had, you know, triple-digit heat and then add 10, 15 degrees onto that for a heat index. So I thought today was a nice break, uh, but I wasn't fully suited up and I wasn't down on that field turf where we know it's hotter on that field. Um, I can tell you, just, you know, talking to the players after the game, there wasn't one of them that wasn't absolutely soaked. So it was hot down there. And uh, I did notice that SK was rotating a lot more players in and out than they normally do. So, you know, I think that that he did play a factor. But, you know, it's hot for both teams. And, uh, you know, when you have the same conditions, it kind of cancels each other out. So you have to come to play. Yeah, well, uh, the first half, I watched the game. Uh, but, I, I mean, I didn't focus on this one game. I'm watching, like, five games and listening to another one on the radio. But, uh, um it looked like the first half, they really looked like they were, you know, they were just on the verge of almost putting Prairie City away, weren't they? Yeah, it really felt like that. You know, SK came out, and I'm not sure if PCM kind of overlooked uh, Sigourney Kyoto, you know, because SK doesn't have the size that some of these bigger schools have in terms of height and pounds, but what they do have is, is the will, and those guys are well coached, and that's what they came out with. So I don't know if PCM was kind of – looking over them a little bit, but uh, they got punched in the mouth, and I think they got woke up, and, and then they were there to play football. And uh, SK took care of business in that first half, and 
if uh, SK could have kept their foot on the gas and if PCM would have made the adjustments, you know, it could have been a runaway game for, for a minute there. But, you know, I guess a quality, quality opponent, and they made their adjustments that they needed to make. And uh, I think you're going to see PCM, you know, deep into the uh, postseason run there. Well, yeah, it just looked like somewhere uh, late in the second half, they just kind of shifted gears and it just seemed like they – had more momentum than Sigourney uh, towards the end. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, this this football game is a game of momentum swings. It shifts, and uh, you could definitely feel that at the half when uh, PCM came out and took care of business and it was able to move the ball. But then you saw a little bit of that in that last drive that SK had that kind of fizzled out. Um, but, you know, you'll have that, and that's what you want in these – preseason games or these early season games is a quality opponent like that that's going to give you a tough look where you can learn and uh, put yourself in those spots to where if you see it again later in the season you're prepared for it so you know no doubt in my mind this SK team will learn from this will get better and they'll move on and I can't help but think you know back to last year where Sigourney Kuda went 0-2 to start the season and uh, and made better got their adjustments going and, and really made a nice deep playoff run of quarterfinals. Well, uh, what was the final score there? 22 to 15. And did you have any stats or anything? Or? No, I, I don't have any stats at all. all right. Well, uh, anything else you want to say about the game? No, just uh, really glad to finally be watching some football on Friday. I listened to all of your podcasts, and I was probably at least one of those downloads that got you over 50,000. So congrats on that, Dave. Well, congratulations on uh, yourself because you're – Big part of Round Guy Radio, and uh, uh, that Sigourney Kyoto area is a, a is a, a buttload of those. Uh, if you can use that as a, and I'm using that as a measurement, not as a, a swear word uh, of downloads. Uh, <laughs> and we got a lot of support there, but we got a good thing going with Sigourney Kyoto. Uh, well, thanks uh, for being with us, and uh, um, you know. Win, lose, or draw, you play a team like that, that's a big points for your uh, power indexes for the for your schedule. So, well, uh, thanks for being with us, Andy. Yep, thanks, Dave. Go Cobras. Well, we got Jeff Mills, who was at the, uh, the round guy game of the week, uh, which was Columbus Wildcats heading to the uh, 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 Mediapolis Bulldogs. This game would be brought to you by Flint Cliffs Manufacturing in Burlington, Iowa. Wow. Uh, uh, that must have been an exciting game, huh? Yeah, that was a, a great game. Um, well, two good teams going at it. You know, 2A, twice the size of the school. Minneapolis is about twice the size of Columbus is. You could tell just by the amount of players they had on the side and that kind of thing. But I thought Columbus would give them a little better run for their money, but there were a lot of mistakes. They did a lot of things right. Um, they just couldn't string it all together, kind of like Scotty Mellon was talking about. I seen, uh, you know, they just came to Megan break a 60 yard run and it gets called back on a hold, or they just couldn't had a little trouble getting their offense going. But I think once they start playing, uh, teams a little more, uh, closer to their, yeah, they're, they're an A uh, taking on a two way school, and it, but it looks like, uh, um, I would bet you Minneapolis will be ranked after this. Uh, I, I think Minneapolis is going to have a hell of a – sorry. That's all right. That's what they're going to have. Yeah, a heck of a run uh, this year, especially, you know, I 
question for a quarterback was a big question mark for me until you informed me that Drew Miller was playing quarterback, and man, did he impress me tonight. He was throwing the ball great. Their offense was running on high cylinder pretty much the entire game. Plus, his punting stuff really uh, dominated the the uh, scrimmage line, you know. Columbus started every one of their drives, I think, at the 20-yard line or less, aside from the fumble recovery towards the end of the game or whatever. But, you know, you got a kid that's the best punter and kicker in the country and and, and plus play quarterback for you. That's that's a good thing, I guess. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, um, Coach Doherty uh, had uh, Fort Madison and went up and played him in a scrimmage, and he just was raving about how good he was. And it looks like he was as good as advertised tonight, huh? Absolutely, man. He put up some highlight reel clips for sure. <laughs> well, uh, and, and I'm sure you got some highlights of it. Uh, I'm sure you'll be adding that up and we'll be uh, uh, seeing it. I, I couldn't find the game on YouTube from either Meepo's channel or, or Columbus's. Uh, but uh, I was glad to have you guys there to tell me what was going on. And I mean, I'm not stunned that, that Minneapolis won, but I'm kind of stunned that they uh, 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 held uh, that vaulted offense that Columbus has uh, down to one touchdown. What was going yeah. on with Columbus? Were they getting some drives and just there was just too many yards to get to get to the end zone? Or? Yeah, I mean, like I said, they were starting pretty much every drive on their own 20. Every time they would get a little momentum going, it seems like something would happen rather, uh, you know, Minneapolis defense stepping up and making big plays or, you know, them shooting themselves in the own put with a penalty or something like that. But Minneapolis played lights out. Their defense, hats off to them, man, because Columbus has got a really good uh, squad there, you know, and they uh, they held them in check and they did everything they needed to tonight to prove that they're a powerhouse in the 2A class and they're going to they're gonna do big things this year. Man, uh well, tell me a little bit about that Minneapolis defense. Well, uh, uh, I don't know if you know any of the players or, or uh, just, uh, um, you know, how dominant were they? Yeah, and a name I heard a lot tonight was uh, Chet Moore. I know he made some really good plays. Um, trying to think of some other ones. Jackson Hutchinson, I believe. He's playing on both sides of the ball. He did excellent running the ball, had a couple touchdowns. Uh Aside from that, off the top of my head, I can't remember, but their whole line and linebacking crew, you know, Columbus don't throw the ball a lot, but they uh, they pretty much held Columbus in check the entire game. Yeah. Well, uh, what about uh, uh, what about some of the skilled players that Drew was getting the ball to? Who was he handing it off to? Who was he throwing the ball to? Uh, the two big ones tonight were, which I kind of thought might be, is Jackson Hutchinson, who's a senior. I had him marked down because I knew he had a decent year last year, and I figured he'd probably come in and make some noise. He was pretty productive on the offensive side for him last year, and he played great on the defensive end too. Uh, another kid that uh, played really well tonight was Aiden Nelson. He made some big catches and uh, really helped out Meepo's offense. So it was fun to watch. Well, what was it, what's it like to see a game there in Minneapolis? i tell you what, uh, tonight was a little – less than what I'm used to from going over there. They're a big football town. Uh, they love their football, and they're usually pretty good at it. Uh, the crowd was pretty full, but it wasn't as full as I've seen it in the past. But, uh, you know, it's the first game of the year, so who knows. Cool. Um, but they, uh, they put on a good – they got an excellent, beautiful facility to play football at. Uh, you know, one of the best 
for the two A school here, or definitely around our area. So. Mm-hmm. Well, how about Scotty Melvin? Was it? Does he, he finally got a little football in his veins? Was he happy? I think so. He was over on the other side, but we were keeping up with each other on Twitter and stuff. I've seen some of his posts. He's seen some of mine. But, yeah, I think he was pretty happy just to get out and watch the football the same way we all were. <laughs> well, well, I guess we're, we come out of this with uh, Minneapolis really getting a big start to the season. Uh, I, I bet this will bolt little bolster them uh, into the top 10. I would think so, probably. Um, and with Columbus, you know, they they can't take this one with a grain of salt. They're, Coach Leco will have them in top shape heading into next, se- or next week, and, you know, I'm not too worried about them. This was a tough, tough matchup for them. And, uh, you know, once they start playing their own class and get back down into the local schools in their district. I think they're going to do big things. I'm not too worried about that yet, but it was just a good learning experience for them tonight to go up against a tough team like that and see what they need to work on and get back after it. Well, uh, you got some scores you said for me. Can you start out there in that Muscatine area? Yeah, the I seen the last score was 27-24. I had reports that it was still in the fourth quarter, but then I heard somebody else say that was a final. Well, now, don't quote me on that 100%, but I'm pretty sure that was a final that they lost 27-24. All right. Uh, uh, what about Durant? You got a score for them? Oh, <clears throat> I did, and I don't have it now. I forgot to write it down. I'm pretty sure they won. Okay. Well, That's one I don't have. What other games were you kind of keeping an eye on tonight? Um, there was a bunch of them. I just kind of figured, uh, looked down the line here and see any local teams that I could find a score on. Uh, I know New London lost to Easton Valley 61-22. Yeah. yeah, how about that, huh? Yeah. And uh, Fort Madison and Burlington, man, they went went at it, I guess. Fort Madison ended up winning that one 14-12. I know the quarterback that kid they're big on. I can't, I can never remember his name. There's a Shizzle kid and another one. Shizzle, Robinson he's a running name. back. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, um, that was uh, just a minute or two left in the game when Fort Madison went ahead, I think, for the first time. 15 yeah, to 12. Yeah. Um, that was a weird deal because Burlington didn't let uh, Fort Madison do the YouTube, you know. And then I couldn't okay. find the, the, the feed that Burlington was. And they got some awesome YouTube feeds. But I, I couldn't find that one tonight. But they had the picture on the scoreboard. And then they would like this. They have a nice scoreboard there in Burlington because it replays the, the, the plays highlights on it, you know. It was yeah, like, that's a nice place, too. Their uh, stadium's real nice. I enjoy going down there and watching them. It's kind of sit down in the lower lower end of town, kind of down below the streets and all that kind of stuff. It's a neat place to go to and watch football. Well, that it was Cedar Rapids, Jefferson Hawks, uh, 27, Muscatine, Muscatine Muskies, uh, 24. Uh, yeah. I heard, I heard that was a score with less than three minutes to play. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's how it ended. Yeah. What other, is, is there any other scores you got for me or? Yeah, I got um, West Burlington Notre Dame come out after a rough season last year and got their first win of the. Yeah, year. I watched that game and they looked great. I mean, they looked yeah. really good. But uh, Wapolo also looked like a really fun team. Um, uh, that uh, who's their quarterback? Lan- or, uh... Is it Belzer? Yeah, it's Belzer. He's fun yeah, to watch, and they get around and and uh, 
gosh, they could drive the ball. I couldn't, didn't get it in the end zone a lot, but it got it really close several times. And uh, uh, they're flying around and hitting. And uh, but wow, can West Burlington throw the ball? I mean, that uh, Shanker kid, I've heard good things about him. Caden Shanker, I believe, out of West Burlington. I, he's a he's a good quarterback. Well, that's for sure. Uh, definitely. Yeah, uh, I think that that the 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 Wapolo because West Burlington's quite a bit bigger than Wapolo, isn't it? Yeah, I mean they dropped down from three A last year. They were playing schools like Fort Madison and uh, Washington. Yeah, yeah, they were in there with, with the Trojans and and Washington Demons and Fort Madison last it's year. Kind of like the Minneapolis uh, Columbus game tonight is a two A versus an A, you know. Well, I think I, I think, think Wapolo's. You know, when they get playing in the A district, they'll be uh, uh, hell on wheels there. Uh, I think I I saw a lot I liked about him, and he got good coverage with it, and uh, had a really good clear picture. So I was I was happy to watch that game. Uh, cool. Uh, was there any other games that you were looking at? Yeah, Tipton uh, whooped up on L and M tonight. That was fifty four nothing. Wilton got a, a win over Mid Prairie, thirteen to nothing. Yeah, we talked to a guy that was there at that game. Um, Oskaloosa over Washington, 28-14. Yeah, I watched that game. Uh, it was real close the first half, and then slowly, uh, you know how it is. You start to score, and you get the momentum. Uh, here's the score I'm looking at that's kind of uh, shocks me a little bit, but the Bedford Bulldogs, who I don't know anything about, they they, they put it to Moravia, the Moravia Mohawks, uh, 63-20, to but Moravia was really good last year, so... Either Bedford's is, is really good or, or Moravia may have taken a step back or had a first first night jitters. Yeah. Uh, well, here's one for you. Uh, the Winfield Mount Union Wolves, 44. Central City Wildcats, 36. That looked like a wild and woolly one. Uh, yeah, but, that uh, one was, from what I hear, it went back and forth, and that was a heck of a ball game, which I think everybody expected, number four versus number two. Hats off to the Wolves, though, man. That's an awesome win for them. Yeah, I couldn't find that. I should have went on the Central City uh, website. Uh, like, say, Easton Valley 61, New London 22. But here's the score of the night. The BGM Bears 96, Meskwaki Settlement Warriors 12. Yeah. <laughs> That's a basketball. Well, not even a basketball score for one side, I guess. That's a season worth of scores, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, that's a lot of points. (laughs) Oh, did you have anything else, or? I just got a couple more. I know uh, we had um, Sigourney Kyoto lost in a close one to Monroe PCM, 22 to 15. And then Iowa Valley over Lone Tree, 60 to 14. And the final one I had was Fairfield beating Mount Pleasant, 38 to 14. Yeah, they put it on them at the – Mount Pleasant hung with them real good in the first half. I think they were down 21-14. Uh, and they, they, they could pass the ball and, and and do stuff. But it seemed like right there at the end, in the, in the fourth quarter, uh, maybe the heat uh, or something got to Mount Pleasant, you know, because they really wore out, you know. And uh, uh, maybe their kids are playing both ways or something. I know they don't have a, a, a real deep squad. But Fairfield really, really put it to him. Started pouring, pouring it on at the end. What was a pretty close game. Uh, 
I got the North Mahaska Warhawks 22, the uh, Eddieville Blakesburg 6. That's another score I'm, I just come across. So I guess I could go, uh, since we're talking scores, let's do the uh, let's do the KCI scoreboard. Uh, North Cedar, 38 uh, uh, over the Highland Huskies, 6. Uh, uh, Scott was thinking that... Uh, uh, the Huskies were going to take a step forward, and they, they may, but they uh, uh, didn't get off to a great start here. Now, uh, Iowa Valley, they got a new coach, uh, and they took it to Lone Tree, 60-14. to 14. Uh, And then I think just the English Valley or, or uh, Midland Eagles, 48, English Valley, 6. That's kind of the the, the – the roundabout scores that we got left. Uh, if there's any more, I'll take. When I was at the Meepo game, they were going over some scores. I know Pekin was up over uh, oh. the Cardinal. Yeah, yeah. I, I listened to that game, and I didn't hear the end of it. Uh, I know late into the third quarter, maybe the beginning of the fourth quarter, it was 12-2. to two. Uh, Yeah, that's the last score I heard as well. And I hadn't heard any other scores, and it was on the KCI scoreboard, 12-2. to two third quarter, but then I don't know, it, it isn't on there. And then, uh, you know, I was checking in on it, and I, I, when I turned the radio back on, it was playing music, so I didn't get a, a score and haven't been able to find it. But I do believe that Pekin held on. Pekin, uh, uh, they had some, you know, first game penalties and things, you know, and and stuff. But at the end of the day, I think they played pretty well, and uh, uh, they put some points on the board. Uh, um, the Brown kids did pretty good. Uh, the Adams kids did pretty good. Um, just a lot of, you know, hard fought playing pretty exciting first night of, uh, of the year. Well, uh, I appreciate you being with us, Jeff. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me, buddy. Well, I am, uh, how long until we can see some of these highlights in this game? Well, as soon as I hang up with you, I'll start putting them together. It'll probably take me, I'll start posting some of the stuff tomorrow. You know, I mean, by the end of the weekend, I'll have everything up as bowl game highlights, player highlights, all that good stuff. So. Tell our listeners how they can find your YouTube channel. Okay. Uh, most of my stuff, I just put the full game highlights on my YouTube channel just due to the length of it. You know, Twitter will only let you post certain length videos. Same way with uh, Facebook. So, the like, the just – play-by-play kind of action you're going to find me on twitter and uh, on my facebook page at real smart highlights that's r-e-e-l smart highlights and my facebook personal facebook page is just jeffrey mills uh i post all the full game highlights on there like i said so if you don't see an individual clip that you thought oh my kid made an awesome play but he's not on twitter or whatever you're going to find it in that video so that's good and uh I'm sure there were highlights of plenty. Uh, there was a bunch of them. There was a bunch of them. Even uh, Columbus, their defense, uh, Coyle played a heck of a game for the line, defensive line for Columbus. Um, Colbert made some plays, Riley. And, you know, Caden, he had some good runs. He had one get called back. Would have been a 60-yard touchdown. He, he did find the end zone towards the end of the game. That was their lone score. But uh, as far as Minneapolis goes, uh, the the killer, as you call him, Drew Miller, he was full of them, same way with Jackson Hutchinson. So there'll be a bunch of stuff I'm posting here for, pretty soon. All right. Well, thanks for being with us. Thanks, Sam.
Hello, Andy Kretzinger. Hey, I'm here. Wow, I didn't even have to stop the taping. Well, you have, uh, uh, I would like to mention some sponsors here. You were at the Fairfield uh, uh, Mount Pleasant game. Yes. And uh, Iowa Tire uh, is sponsoring uh, uh, Fairfield, as well as the Packwood Locker, soon to be Griner Meats and Groceries, uh, back in the Trojans. And... Uh, uh, after a pretty uh, evenly played first half, uh, yeah. the later the game went, uh, 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 the, the Fairfield really started to put it on them. And uh, you are always, uh, I don't know if you're cursed or what, but every time there's a, a lightning strike or, or, or a bad weather or something that, that stretches the game out, you are always the guy that's assigned to that game. That is true, and uh, this lightning strike was—it was heat lightning. So it was—it was, it was uh, the the general consensus from both Mount Pleasant and Fairfield people uh, was uh, they were a little upset that it got <laughs> postponed for thirty minutes. But uh, it was pretty close up until uh, early fourth, um, and uh, it, it was a big night for uh, Fairfield's Case and Miller. He had three touchdowns. Uh, I felt pretty proud of myself because I told uh, my friend that I was with that uh, we'd be interviewing Case and Miller after the game, and that's exactly what happened. Um, he, uh, he just returned from injury. He was out for baseball season. Um, he's a wrestler too, so he gets pretty banged up and, uh, three touchdowns could have been four. Um, he had, uh, he had, uh, a punt return touchdown taken away on a call that, uh, that ended up causing some chaos and some flags on the Fairfield sideline. Um, but you know, uh, and also, uh, Nate Consul, uh, had a rushing touchdown as well. Um, and Talon Bates had two interceptions, both in the fourth quarter, and one was a pick six. So he waited till uh, till uh, the end to put up the big stats. Um, but uh, so a really nice night for the uh, uh, Fairfield uh, Trojans. I thought Mount Mount Pleasant hung in until they had to go out of what they were used to doing, which is running the ball and, and short passes. Uh, when they were down fourteen, that was when it got out of hand. Um, that was when they you know turned it over. Fairfield got a, a field goal. And then the, the pick six really uh, put the score to uh, kind of look like a blowout when it was a pretty darn close game. How far, uh, for Mount Pleasant, go ahead. How far was that field goal? That was about, uh, I didn't get a, a official on, but they were about between the 10 and the 20. So let's say it was the 14 plus 17, probably somewhere in the low 30s. Oh. Uh, but um, but uh, the kicking game was great for both teams today. Um, I'll say uh, that on special teams is where Mount Pleasant uh, shine today. Jura Turner had a, a long kick return touchdown and about three other kick returns that could have went for touchdowns if it wasn't for a little slip or a, a tackle. That was really the one um, facet of the game where Fairfield had trouble stopping Mount Pleasant uh, was the special teams. Uh, you know, And he had a, a touchdown catch from uh, Cooper Coleman as well. So uh, other than that, Mount Pleasant just had a hard time uh, had a hard time moving the ball when it wasn't, you know, when they didn't have great field position. Um, I think uh, they had a couple of balls that were, were just a little too high or a lot of reach from uh, uh, Cooper Coleman to Payson Coleman, which will probably be a pretty um, pretty uh, solid duo for them this year. Um, uh, one was in the fourth quarter when it was a 14-point game. Or it was a 17-point game, it looked like. Maybe it was a 14, either way. Uh, so, Mattel's had a couple chances, but uh, Fairfield just had, you know, one or two more playmakers out there today. And so uh, Trial Trojans win a 20-something point game after uh, losing all that talent last year. So that, that's a big feather in the cap for Fairfield, who's got a big game next week at uh, Fort Madison. Well, I sure thought Talon Bates played good today. Uh, he, he was one of them that I was I was seeing. 
But I, I yeah. uh, uh, you know, I'd be remiss if I see I'm watching the game, but there's no play-by-play or nothing, you know. So it's oh, kind, really? kind of hard to figure out who has the ball, exactly which player has the ball, and, and exactly what's going on. And then they got that lightning strike, and it was just like, you know, all you see was the the fifty yard line, and there was no one there, you know. And I thought, yeah. well, at first I thought, well, it must be halftime, and then, you know, I said, boy, that's a long halftime, and then. Uh, but there was, I guess, there was a lightning strike, and then you texted me, yeah. told me what was going on. I appreciated that. But yeah, you know, I mean, it's away. just. Uh, uh, but there was this sequence of plays where there's a couple times where Fairfield, I thought they scored touchdowns, and then they pulled them off the the board. Yep. Uh, there, but, but there, there was, was no explanation run. as to what happened, and then. Uh, uh-huh. But then let's just talk about the the elephant in the room the one time where. Uh, for some reason, they scored a touchdown, and then I guess there's a blocking in the back or something. Maybe uh, I and, think it was a it was the the kick return by Case Miller was they called out a block in the back, and it was it was a block that was it was really late in the uh, play. I I didn't see it very well, but uh, d- it didn't seem like the the best call in the world, and that's why uh, the Fairfield sideline was very um, adamant. Uh, in fact, uh, I think there was I think there were two flags on the sideline and. I think one was on head coach Nate Wheaton and one was on an assistant, but that adds up to two, so the head coach gets ejected. So uh, Nate will have to be uh, watching those uh, sportsman video- sportsmanship videos from the Iowa High School Book Association <laughs> <laughs> between today's game and next week's game. But And then there was one, uh, Talon Bates uh, had about a 40-yard um, rushing touchdown that they took away. I think that call was good. Uh, I think there was a, a legitimate holding call on that. So, so – Two big Fairfield plays were taken off the board. Well, all I know, I mean, for like you say, without any audio to it, I mean, I watched the guy score a touchdown, and then uh, the next thing I know, there's another flag, and another flag, and another uh-huh. flag, and they marched it from the damn end zone, yeah. or from the, you know, the touch, uh, the end zone, clear back to like the 49-yard line or something. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, I mean, with that call, the ball probably would have been on the, probably the 15 or 10s, maybe, maybe back up to 20, but that's 30 yards of uh, unsportsmanlike uh, penalty, so it got all the way to midfield, but you know, the smart thing that the coaches did was, they argued it right after, if they would have set the ball down and, and got ready to snap again, then they argued it, then you're getting first and 25, so. Uh, yeah, they, so it was, it was, it was first and 10, after. but yeah. what, what I thought was a resilient from the Fairfield Trojans was they scored anyway. Yeah. And you know what? Fairfield moved the ball pretty well on the ground. I thought, I honestly thought the Mount Pleasant defense for as many newbies as they had, they did a, a pretty good job for the most part, um, stopping stuff. But uh, that Kay- Casey Miller is a, he's a, 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 a littler guy for, uh, for as much power as he brings, um, to the, uh, the running game. And, um, he, he's, he's pretty quick around the edge. And he kind of seeks contact out there. He's a he's a pretty darn good wrestler too. So um, that was that was the the bread and butter. Uh, fullback dives were there, and then you know Fairfield's got a lot of speed still this year. Even though they have the big hitters of uh, Tate Allen and Max Wheaton and and those guys out, they got a lot of uh, uh, they have a lot of uh, tal- speed speed and stuff like that. And then um, uh, I think Max Wheaton had a fumble recovery today. Uh, and he almost had a fumble recovery touchdown, so they almost had two. They actually called Miller in when he kind of he, he was fumbling across the line a little bit, so I didn't know if they would give it give the touchdown to Miller or, or a Max Sweden on. I think that second touchdown, but yeah, Fairfield, 
you know, their offense uh, did enough today to where they were able to uh, to move the ball a little bit. And Fairfield's defense played really, really well. Well, uh, what did you think Mount Pleasant did well? I, well, the big thing was, so, uh, kick returns. I mean, the special teams, uh, Jurassic Turner seems to be a huge problem in the kick return game for uh, opposing teams because uh, his his kick return touchdown, he, he scooped the ball up after a couple, t- uh, a couple bounces uh, and scored. And then he had a couple times where he was breaking three, four tackles uh, and, and, you know, getting it past midfield or um, he was one, one move away from a touchdown a couple different times. So that was the big thing. Offensively, you know, they're, they're going to rely a lot on Payson Coleman uh, to get yards up the middle. Fairfield clearly knew that today. Uh, and then, uh, they, I mean, they have an a inexperience uh, at quarterback and receivers, and they had routes that were open to where, you know, it was just off the hands or it was just a little ahead of a receiver. Uh, so um, once they get the passing game figured out, that'll open up uh, um, some room for Coleman. And I think that the, Mount Pleasant's defense – actually played really well today that you see 38 points for Fairfield, but a lot of that was on a points off turnovers. And so if, if they would clean up the turnovers on offense, I thought Mount Pleasant's defense for as young as they were, did pretty good today. Yeah. They did score a lot of, uh, uh, several points, uh, uh, like getting interceptions and running back for touchdowns. Yeah. And a lot of that happened, right? I think there's a lot of points right at the end, because what I remember yeah. uh, about the first half, uh, it seemed like there was like, the, uh, uh, I think the, the halftime with the lightning thing was longer than the first half and the second half combined. But uh, yeah, what I remember was Fairfield got up twenty-one to seven, mm-hmm. and then Mount um, Pleasant had this nice little drive, and they just made this beautiful pass for a touchdown. Uh, uh, just a great timing play, and the guy got it and ran in and made a couple moves and got into the end zone. Uh, uh, I thought, and then I, I thought that they had got some momentum and took some momentum into halftime with them. Uh, with that, do you remember who caught that pass? And, and yeah, that was uh, that was Gerhard Turner who actually caught that pass oh, too. Uh, it was either a third or a fourth down, um, but that was so. Cooper Coleman made two really, really, really nice passes today. That one, and then a little wheel route to uh, to Coleman. Uh, so you know, the, those were I mean, those were strikes that that were. You know, could have been potentially game-changing plays, but at the as I said at the end, I mean, it was a 14-point game, and at that point, Mount Pleasant was having to be a pass-first team, and and Fairfield's defense kind of uh, feasted on that, you know. So, uh, so it was a much closer game than 24 points. Uh, but again, it was you know Fairfield had all the big plays except those kick returns, uh, and uh, and yeah, I, I think there are positives that Mount Pleasant can see, you know, where where they competed and they had. I think you can kind of see that the defense played okay and uh, the offense kind of saw little flashes of what it could be. Well, I think Fairfield made a statement today, uh, and maybe they will make some noise this year. I don't think this is the last win they're going to get. Yeah, well, and, you know, Fairfield has opportunities. You know, next week they go to Fort Madison. Fort Madison is, is still really good this year. I, I don't know how they did tonight, but I They won 15-12, uh, to 12, and they kind of won it in the la- inside the last three minutes. Really? The game they scored, and I think that was the first lead they had, or maybe they led seven to six for a while. But it was yeah. just one of those, you know, when you play Burlington and Coach Crackle, it's going to be a low scoring, high running, uh-huh. kind of grind it out kind of thing. But yes, yeah. a, a big win for them. But uh, Fairfield's uh, uh, 38 points, that's a, maybe they do have some offense going on down there. 
Yeah, you know, and if so, if they can compete with Port Madison, they have Washington the next week. You know, Washington uh, didn't score a lot today. I don't know, you know, how Oscar's defense is or, or how that, but I, that could be a really good battle in a couple of weeks. So Fairfield definitely has – Fairfield has enough talent around to where they're going to have some some bright spots, you know. Yeah, uh, even, Os- Oscaloosa, even without the guys they lost. Oscaloosa won 28 to 14. Uh, mm-hmm. Looks like Washington did get a, a, a late score there. Uh, but, uh, it was, you know, it was a grinding out. The first half was a lot of grinding and a lot of a lot of three yards in a cloud of dust and uh, just a hard fought, hard hitting. Uh, but Washington didn't move the ball really good. They moved the yeah. ball sporadically, I guess I would say. They had they had things that, that would get going, but uh, that Oskaloosa defense and the Oskaloosa offense, I mean, 28 points is, is good to put on the board, and they're mm-hmm. off to a flying start. And, uh, uh, you know, we've already seen Washington. Scotty and I got to see Washington, and they looked pretty good, and uh, they came out hitting and, and, and stuff. Uh, but they're going to have to um, – Get their offense going a little bit more. Yeah, and that's another team. I mean, they lost well, a these, huge amount of their offense from last year. So, so it's tough. And if you have a, if you're going against a pretty good defense, you know, you when you're trying to figure stuff out, it's not really that you know, it's not super easy to figure stuff out. Uh, who's Washington has Burlington next week? Uh, so that's a pretty darn good defense too. So, um, yeah, they gotta they gotta you know put together the offense in the next couple of weeks before district play, and uh, they got Burlington and Fairfield back to back. So a couple of Two more close quarter teams here uh, for the Demons. You got any other information on the teams in your uh, area that you cover? I have seen that Winfield won. Uh, looked like 44-36. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was on our Southeast Valley Union scoreboard. Um, Cardinal was losing. Pe- Pekin was beating Cardinal 12-2 to in the fourth. I don't know what 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 the final was. And then Sigourney Kyoto lost uh, to PCM. Seemed like a really back and forth game. Yeah, I don't know what happened with the – I was listening to the game and I thought for sure it would still be on when I turned it back on, but it was already playing music. So I assumed the game was over and it, you know, it was on KCI scoreboard for a while, 12 to two. And that's what it was at halftime. And that's what it was, you know, in the third quarter where I was listening to it on the radio. Uh, and Pekin kind of looked pretty good in this game. Uh, uh, that Brown kid was moving the ball a lot and uh, mm-hmm. Adams boys was getting it. And the quarterback seemed like he was, Making a lot of passes, you know. Uh, uh, but I do think they won. Uh, but for some reason, that score has disappeared, and it ain't on this one or any of the other sites that I can find. I don't know if they had uh, a lightning delay. I know Scott Jackson from the Courier was there, and he, I looked at his Twitter. It was it's been a while now, so maybe he's updated. And I didn't see anything on that. I can tell you that Keokuk and who's Keokuk playing tonight? I, I didn't see a score on that. Well, Keokuk, whoever they're playing, Keokuk is playing against, gosh, I knew who it was up until, like, just now. But um, they are in a lightning delay until 11.45, and I've heard that they could wait till 1 a.m. If, if they can start it by then. So Keokuk will be playing into tomorrow, if they can if they can uh, keep going. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, who the heck did Keokuk play? I was just looking on Twitter. I don't know. I don't know either, but it's just a night of crazy. Oh, Tumwa. It's Keokuk and Tumwa. I got it. Oh, Keokuk and Tumwa, huh? What about Van Buren? Yeah. I don't see any scores for them. I haven't seen a Van Buren in Central Lee. I would. They they probably aren't very safe from the lightning delays because they're in that area. Um, I think that was at Central Lee tonight. Either way, they're both down south, so I'm sure they probably got at least a second. That could be going on right now too. Hmm. Wow. But uh, 
Yeah, that's. I think that's all I got. Ellen and Mid-Prairie lost to Wilton, I believe, 12 nothing. And uh, uh, did you hear about uh, no, New London? Uh, no, I haven't heard about New London. Well, they got smoked. Uh, yeah, they're Eastern Valley rallies. Rivercats, <laughs> 61, 61 to 22. Yeah, I, I kind of expected that. Easton Valley is going to be a very good this year. Uh, that was just a tough, tough first-round matchup for uh, uh, New London. I'm surprised they put up 22 on, on them, honestly. Easton Valley should be one of the better uh, eight-man teams. So that was a little bit of a little bit of bad luck in the scheduling for the uh, Tigers tonight. Well, I got a, a score from you from uh, the BGM Bears. Uh, you're you're going to – are you sitting down? I am not. Oh, well, I hope you're not anywhere where you could – fall down and hurt yourself, but uh, the BGM Bears put up 96 tonight. Oh, wow. On the Meskwaki Settlement Warriors. How about 96. that? Wow. <laughs> I remember when I was in high school, uh, I went to Sheraton, that's pretty close to Melcher Dallas. And yeah. uh, Melcher Dallas either scored 106 or got got 106 put on them, I forget. <laughs> we got 50 put on them tonight. I think they They're scored 106. Yeah. Mormon Trail, 50, Melcher, Dallas, 14. You can get all that stuff right here at Round Guy Radio. There you go. There you go. Well, I think uh, um, Highland. Did you hear about Highland? No, no, but they – well, they're playing North Cedar tonight, um, and that was North Cedar's one win from last year, but Highland brought a lot back, and North Cedar did not. So I kind of wonder how that one turned out. I'm sure it was pretty close. It was not very close. It's thirty-eight to six as the North Cedar Knights took out Highland. Ah, uh, no, that's not good. And the not Iowa Valley like uh, put a sixty spot up on Lone Tree with a sixty to fourteen win. Oh. And did you hear about the the Minneapolis Columbus game? Oh yes, Hunter was at Minneapolis Columbus. That one actually stunned me. I knew Minneapolis was going to be pretty good. I thought Columbus was going to win that game. You did well. I think. Yeah, I did. Now let me ask you this. Will this propel Minneapolis into the top ten? Yeah, for almost. I mean, when we do the rankings, a lot of times it depends on how the rest of the top ten did. But early in the year, I'd say they're pretty good. They got a pretty good shot. That's a big win. Uh, but uh, I guess their defense played lights out, and that Drew Miller is a, a great quarterback. And uh, Jackson Hutchinson, I think's his name. Uh, he 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 knocked it out of the park tonight too. So. Uh, what do you think? Pretty good first night, huh? Yeah, it's pretty exciting. And we have more because Waco plays tomorrow uh, in Des Moines against um, against Fremont Mills. So uh, I'm excited to kind of follow along with that. Hopefully I can find a stream on that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot. some of the scores were as expected and some of the scores were, were shockers. But that's kind of usually how week one goes. So. Well, you, you knocked it out of the park. Uh, I heard you had some KFC. Did you, did you get anything after the game, too, or? Uh, I am going to warm up some uh, roasted mashed potatoes that my wife made uh, a few days ago. So, yeah. And uh, probably, uh, I might. Or I might snack and then have an early, maybe a good breakfast. I don't know. It's like 11.30, so I'm 50-50 on what I'll be doing. <laughs> Did you eat any? What, you had some kind of a bowl or something uh, uh, at KFC. What was that? No, the wife had the uh, the uh, chicken bowl. I had a, a chicken sandwich and fries. I will say that I got a compliment from a, a friend I was with today. Uh, he said that the uh, hamburger that he bought at Mount Pleasant was the best uh, burger he's had out of a concession stand in a long, long time. So. Oh, so that, yeah. I, I yeah, like so that. Mount Pleasant did get a win in that sense that tonight. Oh, all right. Well, do you got anything else before I cut you off and let you get back to sleep with your family and everything else? No, I think, uh, I think that's all for old Andy tonight. All right. Well, this is a wrap 
on the first uh, Round Guy Radio scoreboard show of the year. Thanks for being with us, Andy. Thanks for having me.